I'm your intro host today, JB. Right across from me, I got Jab. What's going on? And of course, Big Mike over here. How's it going? And today we have a show. We're going to be talking part two about depression is not just sadness. And we got special guest Susan Lyons. Yes. Do I need to say Mary Susan Lyons? Or? Yeah, LPC Mary Susan Lyons. And, and tell yeah. everybody what your credentials are again. I'm a licensed professional counselor. Um, yeah. Okay, perfect. So we're going to be talking to her about any type of issue of depression and mental health. You know, mm-hmm. she's leaving it open. She's been great on part one. So we're going to invite you to dial in. The number is 817-382-7012. Give us a call. You know, we take live calls. Ask her a question. I'm sure she'd be glad to, to answer it, and uh, if she doesn't, she might tell you to go fuck yourself. That's <laughs> wrong, you know, no. up to her, but you know, 817-382-7012. So, and what's the time limit on these calls? Um, depends on how good the question is. Okay, well, let's keep it short. You know. <laughs> if you're dumb, we're going to let it go. You know, let's but, keep it short, people. So did you want to Did you want add any let's eat th- this yeah, show? Yeah, that was going to be it right there, what you just done. We took care of it. It's your day. We're going to get more into depression this episode. Yes. And we'll let everybody also know that, you know, the reason we just chose to make this a two-part episode, not just because she's such a lovely guest, but it's actually for you, the people. Man, we understand that a lot of people are dealing with depression. In the first episode last week, we didn't really get a chance to get real deep into depression. So we're going to get a little more into depression that you speak about it. We're going to shut up. <laughs> we're going to shut up. And we're going to let you get serious. So Okay. Hey. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to deep dive into depression, or can I ask a question to to at least evoke depression? Okay, go ahead. I just want to know because here's the thing: when I think about mental health, we all have issues, mm-hmm. and depression is something I know we'll deep dive into. But mm-hmm. what is normal? What the fuck's normal? Like, what is the baseline to say you're a depressive person? You're not. You're a nutcase. You're not. Whatever the I don't know the PC term or whatever. Yeah. I use neurotypical. Neur- neurotypical. Neurotypical. I did hear neurospicy, by the way. That, yes, neurospicy. Is that like nerd language? That's a. Um, it's basically for neurodivergent people. I like to say neurospicy. Neuro- I like it. Neurospicy. Yeah, so neurospicy, that's good. those are going to be your people that have um, differences in the way they think. Um, ADHD, OCD, um, you know, bipolar disorder. Um anxiety stuff like that so an autism i don't want to forget autism yeah there so so what would you say is the norm then or is everyone just depressed um i don't think everybody is depressed um you know i i definitely know people that are you know don't seem to be depressed in any way to me that seem to have very full and fulfilling lives um, but when we're talking clinical depression, um, so, <laughs> so <laughs> clinical depression, um, um, at the bare minimum, it has to last, um, six months or longer. Mm. Yeah. And then it has to be, uh, sufficient that it actually, um, causes problems in your life. Um, like it, either it causes problems at work, maybe it causes problems in your home life. Um, and just you know, like basic functionality. Um, yeah, because a person with depression, for instance, like um, they, I know a lot of people that are functional depressive people, as in they're able to like, you know, um, appear to everybody else to be happy people. Um, they're able to function well in their work life, um, you know, but quietly away from other people, like at times they're kind of falling apart a little bit. Mm. And, you know, one example of that, that everybody, you know, 
what you know he's very near and dear to my heart but most people know about robin williams mm-hmm. sure. yeah um robin williams anthony bourdain um mm-hmm. man i loved him yeah he was cool yeah mm-hmm. um but these are people that like you know were very depressed to the point where um you know they actually took their own lives what does that look like hmm. what do you mean like how what does it look like to be so depressed that you'll take your own life like what is that does it feel a certain way like as a we as can't a, ask anybody who's done it. No, I know, but maybe they've asked people before they've done it. No, I, yeah. know. I got you, man. I know you. I know. But seriously, there should yeah. be some level of how do you know? You know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, well, as a clinician, I will tell you when it's time to worry. Okay. So uh, when a person starts having those thoughts of wanting to kill themselves, wanting their life to end, uh, wanting to go to sleep and not wake up. Okay, so that's one one sign. Um, the next one is um, they've actually thought about how they're going to do it. Mm. So if, if if you're having depressive thoughts and you're having thoughts of, you know, suicide, uh, we call that ideation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's not good. And you should probably talk to somebody about that. But it's the combination of that plus having a plan plus having the means or ability to follow through with that plan. Mm. Um, for example, if, you know, you might... Um, feel like you want to die and feel like you, you know, your, you plan, your plan is to take the gun out of your safe and shoot yourself. Trigger, Mm. trigger warning. Sorry. Mm. Um, and then, you know, you happen to have a gun that you have easy access to. Um, those three elements combined, that's a real problem. Like that's someone that really needs to, uh, present themselves to the, the closest psychiatric emergency room for care, for care and treatment. But what does that particular pain look and feel like? And mm. this is the reason I'm asking. Yeah. Because I think we all have, and tell me if you think mm-hmm. I'm wrong, but I think we all have these thoughts that we just kind of want to bury our head in the sand sometimes. Of course, yeah. Like, you know, there's been times I, I don't ever think about suicide. I really don't. Sometimes mm-hmm. like, man, maybe today I just don't wake up, fuck it, kind of yeah. thing. But I'm not really thinking about contemplating on suicide. Mm-hmm. But when someone gets to this point in their life, where they're really thinking about losing their life, the question's kind of twofold. Number one, is there like a descriptive pain symptom that people begin to feel? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean by that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, what does that look like? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good jabs over here. It depends. I'm curious what how, about. Well, it depends on how well, they're, they are, how well they are at functioning, at hiding it. You know, some people fake good really well. I am one of those people. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been severely depressed at various points in my life, and no one around me knew that I was depressed. Mm. You know, that was between me and my psychiatrist, <laughs> you know, and, mm. yeah, and therapist. Um, but as far as, like, what they're feeling, um, sometimes it can feel like numbness. Like, people think that depression is sadness, and, you know, sometimes people do still feel sad in depression. Um, but many times they go numb. Because what happens is over a period of time, you feel so much pain and sadness and hurt um, and just really unpleasant emotions from that depression that it's so painful that you end up like turning off your emotions. So you become numb. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, and again, what it looks like, um, this is someone that typically they lose interest in things that they used to enjoy doing before. Um, so they kind of stop doing that. Mm. Um, they tend to self-isolate um, and withdraw from the people around them. Um, and a big, big, big warning sign is if they start giving their things away. You know, because mm. if, if they start giving their things away, basically they're planning, they're preparing for it. Mm. Yeah. 
The numbness that you mentioned mm-hmm. is something that I've experienced in my own battles with depression. Mm-hmm. So I totally get that. And yeah. something that I've heard other people say when it comes to being suicidal is mm-hmm. that nobody actually wants to die. You just want the pain to stop. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. so unbearable that you're willing to die to make it stop. Yeah. And um, when I was diagnosed and I uh, was actually prescribed medication, um, I actually had some pretty nasty side effects that I was not a mm-hmm. fan of. And that kind of caused me to quit. I, it got to the point where I was like, you know, what? I'd rather deal with this than mm-hmm. keep taking this medication. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. unfortunately, when you're in the out, you know, kind of on an outpatient basis, um, it takes a long time, number one. It takes a long time for a lot of those medications to work to start with. And sometimes you start feeling worse before you feel better because of the side effects. Um, sometimes it's just not the right medication for you. And, you know, it's just a matter of trying something else or trying different, you know, have, with your doctor, trying different things with you until you pinpoint, like, what specifically works for me. Um, the benefit to being inpatient um, is, you know, basically where you're staying in the hospital would be in a psychiatric hospital like where I work. Um, the benefit to that is the doctor can make those changes a lot faster. And so, you know, immediately if it's not working for you, it's not doing anything, and you're experiencing a lot of bad side effects, they can, you know, immediately try something different. Whereas if you're doing that on an outpatient basis, typically they will prescribe it and then you'll you'll see them like in a month. Hmm. So how long of a inpatient period would you be looking at for to be able to find the correct medication okay well i mean uh at the hospital that i work at typical stay they say is like seven to ten days um you know depending on you know you know what what you're in there for um but yeah so about a week maybe a week and a half so but what's going on in the mind if Mm. someone feels like they want to die Mm-hmm. Is there like a chemical imbalance? Like what? what's going on in the mind to make them feel that type of pain and depression? It is. It is a lot of chemical imbalance. Um, you know, that, that definitely plays into that. Um, another thing that we do, though, is we uh, do a lot of coping skills. Like in my groups, mm-hmm. um, I teach a lot of coping skills. I also teach um, um, things that are, you know, CBT-based, cognitive behavior therapy, mm-hmm. uh, where I'm teaching people to kind of reframe their thoughts and how they think about things. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I talk about it like I'm taking off my negative Nancy glasses and I'm putting on my positive Paula glasses, mm. you know, which sounds like an oversimplification, but no, like I get people, it. Yeah. People get that. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I mean, depression and suicide is a huge deal. Um, in Texas, it is the second leading cause of death for people 15 to 34 in Texas. Mm. Yeah. Y'all going to hate me when I tell you the first cause. What's the first cause? Guns. That's gun, why people gun violence. die. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. guns is gun the tool they use yes. to but shoot people. Yeah. No, yeah. I got you. Gun violence. Yes. Yeah. Um, which is also pretty terrible. Um, but I kind of feel like a lot, a lot of these mental health problems that we're having, like nationwide, are the result of trauma. You know, mm-hmm. and probably you know I'm on my soapbox here because you know I'm very trauma informed in my work, mm-hmm. um, but. Um, you know, trauma is the real gateway drug. You know, Mm. some people think, you know, the gateway drug is marijuana. I disagree. I think it's, I think it's trauma, Mm. you know, and that's, you know, and trauma causes, again, um, it affects the way you think it actually causes changes in the brain. Um, you know, uh, trauma with, with, 
trauma over time, it can shrink the hippocampus, mm-hmm. uh, which is kind of your memory, you know, a lot of your, your storage of memories and, you know, and then um, the, it, it actually increases the size of the amygdala. And your amygdala is kind of that stress response system. It's in control of that, plus a lot of other things. Um, but essentially what happens is due to trauma, your body feels like it's in a constant state of stress. And so, mm-hmm. interestingly enough, um, I'm, you know, trying not to go on a tangent here, but interestingly enough, um, trauma causes physical problems. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a, a study, it was a landmark study they did in the 90s called the Kaiser Permanente Study. Mm-hmm. And so what they looked at is ACE scores. ACE is uh, adverse childhood experiences. In other words, how much trauma you went through in childhood. And so what they found was a very, very strong correlation between um, higher ACE scores and having uh, physical, you know, physical illness, um, dep- uh, obviously depression and anxiety, but also things like heart disease, um, cardio- cardiovascular problems, uh, diabetes, rheumatoid arthritis, uh, fibromyalgia. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Yeah, but a lot of physical problems are, you know, linked to that trauma. That just makes me wonder how powerful the mind is. Mm-hmm. Like if you can get this in sync and yeah. the rest of this mm-hmm. works out, even to live longer and to be healthier, you know? Yes. Well, I kind of feel like as a, as a clinician, I kind of feel like you have to address both the mind and the body. Um, because, you know, in my belief, the mind affects the body, the body affects the mind. Yeah. yeah. I think we mentioned uh, earlier something about red dyes. And mm-hmm. uh, how that could affect ADHD. Yes. And I'm assuming that there are probably also some foods that might uh, affect some, how someone may handle their depression as well. Uh, or am I off base? You know, it would not surprise me. It's not something I've ever done a dive, a deep dive into. So I can't really speak intelligently on the subject. But um, I you know, feel there's probably something to that. Um, you know, um, and there's definitely things that can contribute to that. Um, like for example, if you eat a lot of sugar and you eat a lot of fat and you, you know, and you have that tendency to put on weight, well, you know, people, as they're putting on weight, I am pro body positivity. Like you're beautiful, like no matter your shape and size, but people tend to have like very low self-esteem and they feel really bad about themselves. Yeah. Um, a lot of body dysmorph, dysmorph, dysmorphing. Yeah, dysmorphia, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, looking in the mirror and believing that you are heavier than you actually are or looking in the mirror and seeing someone and going, oh, my God, I'm ugly. I look in the mirror and, and I wonder why I have such a negative ass. Oh, is it like? <laughs> I got a negative ass. It's like an anti-ass? <laughs> yeah. It's like I look like that. I look, look, my stomach kind of goes out. Yeah. But the this part, look, this is the ass side. It just goes like this. Uh-huh. Sounds like you need <laughs> a it goes woman totem that. Yeah. It's a little concave. You got to hook your friend up. He needs to be doing some squats. Yeah. Hey, man. I, hey, I tell women all the time, but they say that squats don't make your butt bigger. It's got to be in you. It's just. I, it I does help. It, no, no really. So? Yeah. yeah. I don't think It so. does help. I know um, people I have never done I, a squat in their life, and they got to. I used to do heavy, heavy, heavy squats. I used to do heavy squats, um, like tons and tons of squats in my workout. And, you know, I was doing good and good. I've noticed like since, you know, I, with a five-year-old who's, you know, with, you know, some of the issues that he has, I don't have that time to go and work out like I used to. Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, yeah, notice a little bit of shrinkage you can there. You do them in the house. Yeah, you can. But While you're holding a five-year-old, pick them up and squat. I actually do that, believe it That's or not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I I used to work out with my son. Anyway, we digress. You know, no, but it's oh. okay because when you talk about fitness, uh huh, I've always heard exercise is the the greater cure for all depressional type scenarios. I won't say it's a cure, but I will say it definitely does help. How does it help? Though? What does it do? Do you mind? Uh, endorphins. Yeah. Yeah. Endorphins, kind of those those feel-good hormones. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing I will point out, though, is when you exercise, especially if you're getting out of the house to exercise, you're around other people. And so, like, 2023, a lot of us are very physically isolated from other people. You may have friends online, but, you know, you're not seeing people in person as much. If you catch my drift mm, and that, believe right. it or not, that's actually important. Um, your body creates oxytocin, which is a bonding hormone when you're in the presence of other people mm-hmm. and you don't get that from being online. Yeah. M- Mike was asking mm. you a second ago about mm-hmm. uh, food. Does it affect, you know, with depression or whatever? Yeah. And um, he kind of, but I really wanted to ask that question too, because the hormones that are in food and the reason I'm mm-hmm. asking this is I've been having some health issues and then the health issues I've been having, Mm-hmm. They're causing me to get depressed because I'm scared because I've mm-hmm. never been that guy. Yeah, I've always been the in shape, big muscle guy, thinking mm-hmm. I'm eating right. Yeah, and then I'm finding out that yeah, I'm not eating a bunch of junk food and a bunch of carbs and a bunch of fat, and all, but I'm eating a lot of beef mm-hmm. and I'm eating a lot of um, maybe the not the correct seasonings on me. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking healthy and in shape, mm-hmm. but the hormones when I was talking to the hormones in yeah. the food which is what the one, my doctor and another person who's not mm-hmm. a doctor, more of an herbalist, yeah. was talking about in our foods. Mm-hmm. If there's hormones in the food, then wouldn't that have to, de- not saying it would make you depressed, but if it's hormones, it would affect your hormones. If you're I, hormones. It would not surprise me. Yeah, I mean, so, it's yeah. not really my clinical wheelhouse, yeah. but I have done kind of my own, you know, my right, own right. Um, study of that. Right. And what I do know is like, um, the U.S. has a really bad problem with depression, anxiety. Right. We actually, uh, we consume most of the medication, like prescription drugs. Uh, we, we are, our usage of prescription drugs is much higher than any other country. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. But also in the food supply, there's a lot of additives. Yeah. And I do know that like people that uh, move overseas, um, it's very common for them to report losing a lot of weight, just eating regular food yeah. because, there's not so many additives in the food overseas. Like in different countries, um, a lot of the additives that are allowed in the U.S. are not allowed. Like in England, uh, Mexico even, believe it or not, um, Japan, Korea, um, also the Nordic countries. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I was um, talking, like I said, I've, I've been having health issues. Yeah. And they've re- I can admit that it's depressing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm talking about it earlier. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. don't really want to tell me what's wrong because people start, Oh man, you all right here? You don't want to hear that. Yeah, shit yeah. Ever. And it just and it's like so you just deal with it. Mm-hmm. But I so I've been looking into changing my diet and foods. Mm-hmm. And uh, a, a friend of mine was telling me this. He said that like foods in other places where they eat healthy. Like mm-hmm. I was like, oh, if Chinese you eat healthy. I could eat Chinese food. Mm-hmm. What if it's from a fast food restaurant? Mm-hmm. He was saying no because in the fast food restaurants. They get the food from over there, so they put preservatives and seasonings on it yeah. to make it stay good to get here, mm-hmm. and then they cook it in more. Yeah. And he his exact words were, if you go to a Chinese, Chinese, I hate to say Chinese people, but that's what the conversation was. He's like, if you go eat at their home, the food is totally different. Oh, absolutely. From the food in the restaurant. Yeah. And and so I, I really feel like that has a lot to do mm. with, with depression. And, and so 
the only reason I was wondering is as because you're more the professional. I know you say professionally you can't really say, but you have your personal opinion. I have my personal opinions about it, yeah. Do do you think that people should look into, you know, different diets? Absolutely. Well, that are that are depressed, that are dealing with depression. Absolutely. Well, I'm not talking about like dieting per se. Right, right. But I'm just saying like one thing that we do know that contributes to better mental health uh, is how you treat your body. Right. So eating healthier, exercising, right. um, getting some sunshine, you know, getting out, you know, getting out of the house, getting some sunshine um, and things like gardening, believe it or not. Gardening is awesome because believe it or not, the microbes in the soil um, there's microbes in the soil that actually um, fight depression. You know, it's funny. The more depressed I get normally means that she ain't putting out very much. <laughs> well, not going to lie. Sexual, sexual, sexual health is part of that. On the other hand, again, I, I also used to te- teach healthy relationship groups. So it's very <laughs> important to me that no one is pressured into, in, oh, yeah, pressured into, into sex. You know? Yeah, but we're talking just the the mere fact. Sex actually will help you lower your depression levels, right? Yes, absolutely. It's it's good for women. Well, I'm just throwing it out. Men. I'm just throwing it out there. Next time yeah. she thinks I got an attitude problem, I'm just trying to let her know. Oh, <laughs> nobody's nobody's stopping nobody's stopping you from handling but, things but yourself. That ass in the air. Oh, man, that's okay that? too. <laughs> no, no, really. <laughs> you know they got they got all kinds of fun stuff out hey, there. Hey, shout out to Candace Walker Tuck. They also they're the, from the Couples Lounge. She's a I think she's a licensed counselor herself, too. I mm-hmm. hope somebody calls in. What's the yeah. number again? It's 817-382-7012. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, and so you also said this. I, I hope you can talk about it a little more. I might have heard you wrong. But you said to be diagnosed mm-hmm. with depression, that there has to be, you said it has to be six months? Yeah, yeah. You have okay. to experience that for six months. Okay, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you have to experience that for six months, mm-hmm. so does that mean if well, I go to the... Let me, hold on. Yeah. Let me double check before I say that. Okay. Because I was about to say in six months, like yeah. a lot could happen. Mm-hmm. But but if a person, you know how you said people could be dealing with it, but they don't know it, mm-hmm. or they could deal with it and, you know, just not want to share with anybody. So if a professional said it had to be six months, what if I've had it for four months or five months, but I haven't uh, shared it, and then I just come to see you? Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. I was getting that mixed up with I another was, one. Okay. Okay, so to be diagnosed with depression, a person has to have five depression symptoms every yeah, day, nearly all like day, it. for at least two weeks. Okay, okay. That, that sounded more like it because I was like in six months. I usually look at major. De- kill myself. I usually, <laughs> yeah, I usually look at major depressive disorders. So that's right. what I was thinking of. Um, but yeah, so at least I was listening. Depression symptoms. Okay, first to understand. Well, I just wanted to clarify real quick. It was yeah. really important that you said it wasn't six months because she'll be like, "Well, it's been five months, motherfucker." So yes, exactly. You got another month for you depressed. Yeah, yeah. Go, yeah go I would think that. Yeah, that's well, what I was saying. No, but go ahead. You were saying yes. Um, so especially with you guys, you know, being guys here, I think this is important to mention. But presentation uh, is different in men versus women for depression. Right. So in men. Men, a lot of times, don't realize they're depressed or they're swerping down they're not depressed because they're like, well, I'm not feeling sad all the time. Well, depression in men tends to uh, present as anger, irritability, lashing mm. out at people. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and in women, it's more likely to be seen as, you know, sadness at the beginning. Um, again, both of them over time become numb, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, but that's, that's kind of a key difference in the presentation. Uh, but what you're also looking at is not... Um, um, not enjoying doing things that uh, like things that you enjoy doing normally. Um, you just decide that you just don't enjoy doing it anymore. You're not doing those things. 
um, you know, um, sleep problems. That can be uh, not sleeping enough, um, having interrupted sleep. That could also be sleeping way too much. Um, changes in mood, overall mood. Um, and then you're also, let's see, changes in appetite um, can be one. Um, eating too much, eating too little, binge eating, stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. So there's a, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, but, you know, as far as mental health goes, the United States has this major mental health problems. But Texas in particular, because, you know, we're in the great state here. Um, yeehaw. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeehaw, Texas uh, is the second leading. Okay, suicide is the second leading cause of death uh, for 15 to 34 in Texas. Um, in Texas, a recent study um, showed that, that is, it is literally the worst state to live in for mental health looking at like a variety of factors. Mm, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, in well, Texas, we're, well, we're okay with people that are nuts leaving our state. Just want to make, <laughs> just want to make that note. If you have no. mental health issues, no, we're no, okay no. with you leaving. I just no, want to make it. No, no, okay. no, no, no. So if it's the worst state to be in, I don't know why yeah. so many people want to be here. Yeah. Well, well you know, I mean, we, think about it. A lot of people want to come to Texas. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I'm trying to leave. <laughs> we would all have to leave if that were the case. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, the other thing too, is just understand that like a lot, there's a lot of stereotypes and stigma when it comes to mental health. Mm-hmm. Like we talk mm-hmm. about that again at the psychiatric hospital I work at that one big stigma is that people have a very poor opinion of people that have ever been in a psychiatric hospital. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a poor, a lot of times there's a poor opinion of people that have uh, mental illness, and I'm not talking about just depression, and anxiety, but I'm talking schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, schizoaffective disorder, um, you know, things like that. <laughs> like, for example, there's a there's an assumption many times that those people are violent. Okay, mm-hmm. not always the case. Yeah. You know, not even half the time is it the case. Yeah. You know, again, I see it sometimes because, again, being in a county hospital. But yeah. I, I've noticed mm-hmm. in the the studies that I've not studies, but the situations I've seen, mm-hmm. people who have uh, Mental health issues are usually more likely to do harm to themselves, mm-hmm. but not they're not going to really hurt anybody. I even heard it in exactly. a trial. You know when you have these people that go on these killing sprees and they try to blame on mental health? Yeah. And one of the specialists came in and said that. Mm-hmm. Like, that it's it's, you, it's yeah, not like, due to like mental it's health. Wrong, yeah, it's not due to mental health. Cause, yeah. yeah it's, no, it's, it's due to psychopathy, which, you know, is a, a completely different topic. It's very interesting, but completely different topic. Um, another part of that, though, with Texas, though, is we see um, we see depression and anxiety kind of it contributes to like other problems. So like post covid in Texas, almost 30 percent, uh, almost 37 percent of adults uh, reported anxiety and depression. OK, those are the statistics statistics. So that's basically like a little over one in four. Right. Mm. Um, well, at the same time um, in Texas, uh, there was like over 106,000 deaths due to drug overdose in 2021. And that's, that's honestly the highest rates ever. That was literally a 51% increase from prior to the pandemic. Wow. You know, Maybe so there's something about that beef. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's that, there's that, but there's a lot of stressors right now that are very unique to the, you know, to the, the world we're living in right now. There's yeah. post COVID. And, there, you know, a lot of clinicians were reporting we were seeing a lot of people um, with some pretty intense depression due mm-hmm. to um, isolation and uh, all the other problems relating to COVID, fear of getting sick, you know, um, fear of dying. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also have, like, the current political climate. Um, 
where a lot of people like me are losing our rights, Mm. you know, and then, you know, not just, you know, not just women, but, you know, um, there's a literal war going on against transgender people and uh, the LGBTQIA community um, because we have people painting them as groomers of children and pedophiles and stuff. When in reality, most, you know, reality, the big group where you do see that in is religious, you know, in religious organizations mm. and stuff like Boy Scouts, yeah. you know. I don't, I don't believe that there's a war against uh, those people at all. I think it's just separatism because me as a heterosexual man, mm-hmm. I feel like we're, you know, I was on, this is nothing to do with depression, but I saw where a guy called a man a faggot and he was, like, couldn't be on social media, couldn't be this, couldn't be that. Mm-hmm. And I see people well, call women bitches all the time. I see people call black people niggers, and they're on TV, they're on social media. Well, so, I, I think they should be castigated as well. Yeah, but they will not. I they mean, were not. we all have the right to free speech, but that does not excuse you from the consequences of your speech. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, you can be an asshole, and that's your right to be an asshole. Right. But don't expect me to be your friend if you're acting yeah. like an asshole. Yeah. You know? I, I believe that. Do you believe that, because I noticed that JB said, you know, he made a good point. Everybody Mm. wants to come live here. This is the best state to live in. But you said the numbers of depression. Not for everybody. Hold on. Mm -hmm. You said that the numbers for depression are high here. Mm -hmm. But just because the numbers are depression, and then at the same time, you said people who are depressed and have mental illnesses, they get stereotyped. Yeah. So that means that you're saying they're not necessarily bad. So just because people are depressed here. Of course not. This still can be the greatest place place to live, right? Um, I mean, for some people, right, right, yeah, for some people, you get what I mean. Though, like depression doesn't mean a high number in depression. <clears throat> that doesn't mean that it's not the greatest place to live, or do well, you think it does? Um, I think it contributes to it not being a great place. Yeah, I feel I mean. like Texas in the past mm-hmm. um, was a lot more, a lot friendlier. You know, yeah. um, you know, we're very. Def- this is a very decisive, polarized um, time. You know time for us have you, you know, lived in any other states um i was stationed in north carolina um i was stationed in maryland um i was stationed in okinawa japan yeah. and you know i've traveled to different states like but never like on your own not in the military just lived on your no own. no oh, i haven't lived full t- you know full time but like you know i visited like washington state yeah, well, i visited like um oh gosh the, the reason else? the reason i'm saying this states. is that um Texas is actually, this area is actually the biggest market. More people are migrating here yeah, you're than right. anywhere in the world. You're right. And in California, mm-hmm. places like in Chicago, places yeah. like New York, it is so bad. Well, people, people are moving here for jobs. That's people what I'm are saying. moving here that for relationships, for opportunity, yeah. for yeah. better schools. So yeah. why, why is this state better? Hmm? Why is it, eco- economically speaking, why is it better? Um, just, well, uh, Supposedly because of the job market, you know. Not supposedly. Why is it? If ever, if we well, just agree that everyone's coming here, yeah. Why is it better that everybody wants to come here? Not so real quick. I'm not. I'm not being competitive. I'm. I'm yeah. really asking. Why do you think it's better? Um, I don't know that it's better. Yeah. I, honestly, but I kind of why... wish people would stop coming here. Well, that, well that's what we I was, already got enough traffic. This is what I was getting at. <laughs> yeah. What I was getting at is the reason that our numbers. I'm gonna tell you the reason why you see numbers like that. Mm-hmm. The reason you see numbers like that. Is because this is the best place that people want to go, and people are coming from everywhere. Mm-hmm. And when you have a mass, just like let's just take Southwest Fort Worth. So what you're saying uh, is a lot of depressed people moved here. No, no, I'm not saying. that. Okay. I was about to tell you this is what I'm saying. Yeah. That when I'm just going to use Southwest Fort Worth mm-hmm. compared to all of Fort Worth compared to other places. 
Yeah. Okay, Southwest Fort Worth, I've lived there for most of my, since I've known you guys, let's say 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now we have McCart exits, pretty much the same exits besides the tollway. But where there used to just be all grass and cows, mm-hmm. and we used to go cow tipping before school and <laughs> all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Now there's houses, mm-hmm. so there's people. There's yeah. people from other places moving in. Mm-hmm. It's not that the people are depressed, and it's not that Texas that they're depressed. It's that the state does not has not been able to adjust yet to all the different cultures. All and the stuff. income. So look at your statistics people. that you're showing. Yeah. You're showing, oh, just in 2021. Well, that's because... These people have just begun to move here. I think that COVID. might be a factor, no, it, but I, I think, don't think I that's everything. It's not a factor. I think he's it, on the point. A, it's a fact. I think okay. it's, it, yeah, I really do. What I mean, it is a fact, but it's a contributing fact, right. but I don't think that's the only one. Well, what I'm saying Oh, is, no, agreed. No, agreed, no, yeah. agreed, agreed, totally. And I'm not going against what you're saying in depression. Yeah. What I'm saying is I think the reason why, I agree with you, mm-hmm. but the reason we're that way, it's just like on the Southwest Fort Worth, I'll take apartments. Where yeah. there used to just be people from the southwest of Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. Now, due to gentrification, they've shut down projects and other places. Mm-hmm. So in a complex where you used to just have, let's say, southwest people, yeah. now you have east side people, south side people, mm-hmm. people from New Orleans, mm-hmm. the Hispanic people, all in this area. Yeah. So you have different pe- people with different cultures. Mm-hmm. The neighborhood doesn't have new community centers for these people. It mm-hmm. doesn't have new festivals for these people. Yeah. So all these people are becoming <laughs> depressed. No, I'm being honest. No, no, I just laugh. No, it's you, good shit. I just love what you the said. The city, the area doesn't have the things to accommodate people. Yeah. So, yes, they don't know how to deal with it. So that's well, why yeah, you're seeing that's... more depression. Texas is the same way. Mm-hmm. You go to Dallas, you're going to meet more. If you're single, you're going to meet more women from Chicago, California, that, than you meet from freaking Dallas. Mm-hmm. Am I right or wrong? No, you're right. You meet more yeah. women and they'll say, hey, I'm from them. here yeah. or I'm yeah. from there. Yeah. And I think, so I, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I'm, you're the professional. How can I disagree with stats? <laughs> but I'm telling you the reason that's contributing to these things, mm-hmm. maybe you're right. Maybe that's just one contribution. Yeah. But it's major. Yeah. But I think when it comes to dealing with it, mm-hmm. the people don't have the answer. You can't answer a person unless you understand them. Right. And a lot of times, I don't. Sometimes, I mean, this dude from Chicago, I know he gets them getting mad. Well, I don't understand. Again, again, again it's say? again, <laughs> it's back to that polarization thing because right. polarization makes us less less flexible. Right. So we're less open minded and willing to learn about a culture instead of going. I agree. You know, f these guys. I'm tired of all these people moving in Texas. I now this I agree with. Yeah. But and it's and the same thing with us. Mm-hmm. The people who are not used to this and everything's changing. We get depressed too. I, mm-hmm. I'm I'm depressed about Absolutely. the house I live in yeah. that I spent all this money for, mm-hmm. and my area is changing to where it's almost not safe for yeah. me to live. And it's like, dang, I didn't work hard to live here, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. telling me now I need to go somewhere else. Yeah. Well, and even I, I can sell my that, house. The, how yeah. Long? Yeah. It's, well, it's I find crazy. I find that um, poor mental health does, and 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 honestly, poverty feeds a lot into that, and yes, kind of the does. degradation of the area because. You know, it's it's not the same Southwest that we grew up with. It's damn, like it's I am, uh, this is my area. This is where I'm from. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, I it's it's actually kind of shocking to me. Like all of a sudden, I'm getting you know, I've had my car um, since my son was born. I've had my car broken into like three, four times. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, really? I'm like just like in a regular neighborhood. Yeah. See, I'm not having none of those issues, but I, I just know that it does take place. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. But you go to the store, you don't see the same people. Mm-hmm. All I'm all I'm saying is, I think Texas is basically like that yeah but i agree with you that it may be the most depressed but we got to ask ourselves why 
I honestly, I I feel like the political palm, uh, the p- political climate really feeds into that. Uh, okay. um, right now, there's a lot of anti-immigrant sentiment. There's a lot of anti-Asian sentiment because of you know COVID, um, where that was politicized. It really shouldn't have been. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so. Well, I think it goes on what he said. Yeah, you're still you're dividing it by um, people that are not from this area, mm-hmm. generally. You know, and well, I think no, that's you what, can be Asian and be from this area. I like, know, there's I, tons no, of Asian people. Born I'm aware here. of that. Yeah, believe me, I'm not confused. Yeah. <laughs> I'm aware of that. Uh-huh. But what I'm saying is what he's saying. A lot of people that would migrate into Texas, when you talk about borders mm-hmm. and political border issues, that's people that are live inside Texas that don't want people migrating to Texas. That's I, what you're saying. Yeah, I feel you, but that's what he's saying. He's saying that's why a lot of people yeah. that are native Texans, mm-hmm. born and raised Texan get depressed because they have a lot of people that migrate over here mm-hmm. when in reality we're we're a land of, of space yeah you know you said it We've yourself got plenty of room for people just no, no yeah. we do that's not the issue i mm-hmm. i get you i'm not yeah i get it i get it yeah but i'm telling you a lot of people start getting depressed over that uh-huh. you know they start feeling like mm-hmm. like you said yeah i'm not it's natural yeah anywhere there's space People are going to come migrate, and mm-hmm. it just has to be because yeah. it's it's, where it's, it is. it's where it's better well, to live. I mean, there's yeah, there's, my there's, neighbors that used to be Caucasian are Hispanic, and they're from Mexico, mm-hmm. and they say it's better here. They come for opportunity. Mm-hmm. So my street looks different yeah. than my street did. If I can't adjust to that, that could cause depression. If mm-hmm. there's more of us than them, and they can't adjust to us. That's going to cause depression. Okay. You don't have that people migrating to other states. Okay. Like, so that's all you're, I'm saying. you're talking like the people. Okay. So the native Texas about, here being depressed about that kind of stuff. I, but not, then I'm you not, also okay, have, go ahead, yeah, you go also ahead. have people who've lived here their entire lives yeah. that eat, whether they're, you know, undocumented or not have lived here literally their entire lives. Yeah. And now their state is, you know, the population is turning against them. Yeah, you know, are. and politically, yeah. you know, and that's, yeah. And that's not just, you know, that's not just immigrants, no, um, but that's also like, you know, honestly, the LGBTIA. But what percentage of our population community. is that? Yeah, um, they're, higher they're, than you think. Yeah, but what is it? Tell me. Do you need to look it up? No, no. I mean, no, my question is. I would have to look it up, honestly. What percentage of the population is that to where it actually adds to the majority of all the depressive people to make this well, a depressive state? I would just, I would just say that. Because uh, I could bet there's probably a lot more people that are depressed by people coming over by numbers mm-hmm. than they are the LBGTQ yeah. community. Well, I speak, I speak to this. everywhere. They're not yeah. everywhere, well, I, all over. Yeah. I speak to this simply because that's a lot of, you know, those are a lot of my clients that I see in my yeah. private practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I see clients that are LGBTQIA+. Plus. I have no uh, doubts that, they're, that so they have do, depression do you see a lot and of, political oh, issues. Oh, absolutely. Do you I'm not questioning. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you um, see a trans- lot of African-American? Um, sometimes, honestly, many times African-Americans choose to see african-american mm-hmm. uh therapists yeah. which i'm all for that's no, no, fantastic I, i'm asking you a question do you see a lot of caucasian um clients um i you know um a lot of well okay depends These are just yes or no at, well at because i have two jobs uh, at, the, at okay. the county hospital yeah i see everybody yeah. you no, know the only reason um, i'm asking you this is because you said i see mm-hmm. a lot of legt and then you said that mm-hmm. after i asked you about the african-american you didn't say yes and you didn't say no you said that a lot of them choose to go with, you know, with black or African-American counselors. Yeah. So if you're seeing a lot, you're speaking as though you see a lot more of, mm-hmm. LG, do you, why is that? 
Um, that's is it because they're my, more depressed or is no, it because- no, in, in my private practice, um, mm. I do put it on, on my page, you know, my psychology today, um, page, um, that that's, that's an area that I work with, that, Well, that, but I also work with people who are autistic. I understand. Yeah. But, but, but I, I'm not against you. I'm saying mm-hmm. that I'm for you. I think I'm, yeah, no doubt. Good. You do good stuff. Man. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Boom. Texas go. has go the second largest LBT population in the U.S. This was an article from 2022. That means they like it here. Um, <laughs> Steers and queers, you know. Yeah. But, but, I mean, but, it's a but, big state. I, I guess what I'm saying, what I'm saying <laughs> is when you say that's mostly what you see, mm-hmm. and then I ask you, because you can say that. Well, I see, more... a lot of, I see a lot of African-American people at the mm-hmm. psych hospital where I work right. at. Right. Because, um, again, we're seeing, you know, everybody, you yeah. know. Because I, the reason why when you say that, like I could say, well, there's more African-American people that are depressed. You say you say. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, but we're only 12%. So how uh-huh. what percent of us is the LB? Because I don't know that. I don't know the percent. Yeah. But according so, to this article, it's like 2.7 million. Yeah. So when you were, when you. I so was it's, just, a, it's a sizable community. Yeah. When you say you were seeing more mm-hmm. people. I, I like to think about the listener. And there's probably people are assuming like maybe. There's more of those people that are depressed because of what's going on here. But if you see more and that's yeah. what you deal with, well, this I is can, like I, I got a lady who can say she deals with more married couples. Yeah, exactly. That's what she does. Yeah. And so well, she can say, I see a lot of married people. Well, what I'm saying is out of the people that I see that yeah. are of that population, I'm seeing a lot of depression. Right. I'm seeing a lot of anxiety and right. specifically depression and anxiety relating to how they're being treated. Right. Right. And the political climate being, you know, in, in Texas being against them. So yeah. those are issues that they brought up with me. Right, right. Now, you know, when I have seen uh, African-American clients. So We're going to say the same uh, thing. Uh, y'all, well, y'all are going to say that. Yeah, exactly. Why he got his foot in our ass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, really. You know, I, I hear a lot about. We get you know, into it, but man, we're cool as hell. Yeah, no, dude. I love yeah, it. I hear a lot about racism. I hear a lot about problems specifically in the black community, yeah. um, you know, from my African-American clients. Yeah. Now, there's always been a, a bit of a stigma for black people in particular when it comes to mental health. Yes. A lot of people uh, keep it quiet. They don't want to talk about it. You mm-hmm. know, they don't go out for help. Well, the thing of it is, what, the thing I find interesting is I'm actually seeing more African-American people reaching out for help than in the past. Yeah. Like, you know, I've talked to many people that are like old school. They're like, I would have never considered doing this, but I'm doing this now and I'm proud of me, you know, and recognizing that, you know, many of their family members will not and yeah. feel like therapy is a bad word. So, you know, I really feel like the African-American community is doing a lot for itself, mental health related. Um, and then also you look at this like um, African-American women, believe it or not, they are the highest growing uh, population as far as getting degrees, like advanced degrees. Right. Like you've got so many black women with master's degrees, and I think that is amazing and powerful. Yes. You know? Um, so, you know, there's a lot good that's going on. Right. Um, you know, but there's also, again, still a lot of work. I mean, yeah. there's tons of systemic racism, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, going on right now. and It's going to always be that way. It's gonna always be that way. I, I I don't like to be a pessimist that way. Yeah. People have this idea that if you don't talk about it, it's gonna go away. No, I feel no. like it's the opposite. You need to talk it out. You need to get no. out of your system. You have again to. as a therapist, that's how people heal. Right. Um, and no, you're you know, right. you're again, right. that's not all I do. I don't just listen to people, right. but that's a big part of it. Right. Right. Feeling heard. And you have to face those challenges head on. I'm 100% on board with that. That's kind of why I'm a little bit against uh, 
some of the censorship type stuff that we're seeing out there right mm -hmm. now because I think it's a bad way to deal with things. If someone has a bad idea, bad speech, or they're making transphobic comments or mm -hmm. racist or whatever, or even, I don't know, the latest deal with some country music song, whatever. Yeah. It's not about... You don't remove those people. You don't black them out and censor them. You challenge yeah. them. Well, you confront I them. I agree. I think we should challenge and confront them. Um, honestly, I think that's very important because, um, again, you got to look at, okay, so you got to look at just from the era of Donald Trump, okay? He's kind of created this whole zeitgeist where I used to not <laughs> hear people out loud um, making racist claims, Okay. You like didn't? people tended people tended to keep that shit to themselves you unless well okay i'm talking i'm talking about in mixed company okay um independently like when it's just about a group of white people together yeah from time to time i'd be hearing stuff like oh hey you want to hear a joke yeah. you know that kind of stuff yeah. and having like very racist ideas yeah. but the point is is people kept it quiet a lot more and, and now no i i really feel like those the, they need to shut the fuck up well you know, and, I'm and tell let you, the rest right. of us move on with I'm, life. I'm going to tell you why I disagree with you. Okay. Because you're contradicting yourself. Mm -hmm. Because what Donald Trump did, since we're talking about that, because that, that's, that affected people mentally. Absolutely. What he did was expose what people are doing behind closed doors so that every, now America, now other countries are looking at America. Mm -hmm. And America has to see what, who America really is. Yeah. But, so on one side you say, we should keep it behind closed doors. But then when you talk about depression, you say, we need to talk about it. We well, need to let I'm people saying, know. I'm no. saying we should not give them a stage because the problem is with that is when you start accepting that as a valid point, right. what happens is you have the, ri the rise of white nationalism right. and where you know, white nationalism was a thing that was like, you know, getting close to dying out. And then all of a sudden we have this resurgent resurgence of white nationalism. I, I, I'm going to be honest. And I'm going to say and that's depressing I, people. I'm going to say that you're not. I'm not going to say you're wrong mm -hmm. because everybody's. And I, like I said, you're a professional, so I respect you. Yeah. But that's not true. <laughs> that's an opinion. Nothing is ever. The only thing. Well, no, Donald, no, it, the only thing Donald Trump did mm -hmm. was he put everything out so that you can see it. Yeah. If Jeremy goes, he home made today, it acceptable. And I'm only using Jeremy because we're friends and we're cool. Yeah. If Jeremy goes to his son and calls me a nigger and he's talking bad about me to his son. Yeah. And the only thing his son does is he comes out and says it out loud where mm -hmm. everybody can see it. His son is no worse than him or no mm -hmm. better. The only difference is mm -hmm. Jeremy's saying it behind closed doors. But as far as what they're doing to us, they're, they're, the agenda's the same. Donald mm -hmm. Trump just said, you know what? I'm going to expose these people and I'm going to show everybody what we're really doing. He himself is of, one of those people. I mean, that may be fine if you feel that way. Mm -hmm. I don't because I don't know of a racist or a nationalist that has black people in our home that takes pictures with them. This is before he was a president that mm -hmm. hangs with that. I don't, I don't know of one to do that. Mm -hmm. A separatist, they stay separate. They don't, they don't front in front of the camera. And Not take entirely. Pictures. Well, I'm saying the separatists that I know. Yeah. That's why they're called separatists. Yeah. We stay separate. A separatist is not gonna take a picture with Jay-Z like this. Right. With Mike Tyson like this. Well, I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn who they are. A separatist is not going to do that. Am I correct? I wish could have, I wish we had a separatist to call. Well, no, I agree. I think <laughs> I agree, but I see both arguments. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I think what she's saying is he is forward in his racial slurs 
he's made some racial comments. But yours also saying he may have done that, but I don't really think he's I just, haven't heard him do it. I haven't. Well, I haven't either. But well, I, I mean, either. what I about calling immigrants, you know, basically calling Im- immigrants uh, drug dealers and, basically? you know, terrible people? Uh, no. Basically? Actually, actually immigrants. <laughs> some are. Um, uh, some of them are, but actually immigrants. So he's not wrong. He's no, kind no, of no, wrong. No, kind no, of right. no, I'm saying. Did he, did he say Immig- it or did hold he basically on. Continue. Say it? He did yeah. say it. Okay. But actually continue. immigrants have a low, much lower rates of committing crimes than American citizens. See. And that's a statistic you can actually look up. I believe. I don't know. I don't know. To say. I, I thought he said illegal immigrants. Illegal, I didn't know that. Illegal I didn't know he said immigrants. Well, you're talking immigrants. undocumented. I'm not talking about people that but, have been, but here's been here a contradiction. for generation after generation. Here's a contradiction. They did commit a crime. They're over here illegally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So every one of them are criminals. Yeah. Every but not, one not in the way it is. If you come over here illegally, it's a crime. Yeah. Well, now you have to well, define what's legal and what's illegal. It's exactly. illegal to come over I here without got, paperwork. I think we kind of got off topic. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. I know. We did. But it's fine. Yeah. We it's really have. Yeah, yeah. No, it is. But we but gotta, I did have someone. We'll have to bring you back for these topics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did have someone who said that. I never heard you guys talk about Donald Trump. So this one's for you. Yeah. I, 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 no, but I get it. But all of that stuff does play a role in how we're feeling and depression. Because even mm-hmm. now, like I start getting this, because like, when people go to talk to me, and I get how I'm feeling, and then people get personal, and then mm-hmm. people get. So it's definitely. Yeah. Well, it's not on topic, but it's going to affect how people feel. It is. It is absolutely. Somebody's going to be pissed at you. Somebody's going to be pissed at me. Dieta <laughs> asked a question. Okay. Dieta asked a question. Sure. She she wanted to know what are things people should consider when choosing a counselor. Yeah. Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. Um. First and foremost, uh, first and foremost, you want to make sure that you click with that counselor because mm. the most important part of a therapy, you know, being able to, um, for, for it to be very therapeutic, okay, is to have a great relationship with that counselor or therapist. Um, so that's kind of the number one thing. Secondly, uh, look into any kind of special, special issues you have. I mean, you know, are you, you know, is your issue specifically anxiety or depression? Um, do you, you know, and then, or, it, you know, are you dealing with some other issues? So, you know, you can do like, I will mention psychology today because I love it, and I do have a profile on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but w- the cool thing about it, though, is you can search by your, your uh, you can filter your insurance company, um, the uh, specific, you know, special topics, um, whether that is, you know, um, um, LGBTQIA topics, or, and I mentioned that a lot, I am, a, I am an advocate, um, or, you know, you know, maybe you're dealing with issues like culturally related. Um, or, you know, specifically, you know, again, some, some people prefer to, um, have a therapist that is, you know, comes from the same background mm-hmm. or, um, similar race, although race is a social construct, yeah. um, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, just, just to have, you know, cause there is, it may be a social construct, but there is black culture, you know? And so, you know, maybe coming, having that same. Get him started now. Saying, no, I already talked about that a couple weeks no, You black, did, yeah. Black, you have nationality black, and culture. There's black, no black, such thing as race. There's no such exactly, thing. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But black culture is very important, as is, you know, uh, uh, Latinx culture, as is, yeah. you know, and I'm not going to say Caucasian culture, but specifically like people I'm, of Irish descent, people I'm of Irish. English descent, dark. whatever. <laughs> yeah. Irish <laughs> boy. Here's one thing I know about him, though. Yeah? He might be a little Irish because he'll sure take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I bet I would. Yeah. He'll, he'll throw him back. Yes. 
but again, you want to make. I just don't wear a cape. Yeah. <laughs> but again, with with finding that therapist, though, you need to make sure that you have a good connection with them. And you know, in that first session, if it's not flowing, if it's not clicking, um, try another therapist. I mean, it might be a try. It, it might be a trial thing that you have to do, mm-hmm. but um, you will be a lot better off that way. Um, in finding a therapist that actually works well with you. Again, it's that relationship that's what, more important than anything. What about couples therapy? I know we're running on short time, but just couples therapy. Do you ever do the couples therapy thing? Um, I, eh, not really. Is um, that tougher to do? Is that What's that like? I, I kind of feel in some ways it is. Um, you know, and then plus, honestly, like I didn't specialize. I feel like people that specialize oh. in marriage therapy or specialize in couples therapy yeah. really should do that. Yeah. Um, for me, I just, I feel like I work better with individuals. I see. Yeah. Would but you... I work with special populations. I work with people who are autistic, ADHD, basically the neurospicy people. Yeah. And I think I... that's great though. We need mm-hmm. people like, we need more counselors like that. Yeah. How do people find you? Um, most of the time psychology today. Um, I also work for a I work under a private practice and sometimes people find me through that private practice website. Okay. And uh, we'll put the link up uh, yeah, say, yeah, on our page. Know. Absolutely. And um, again, and uh, you are local here in Fort Worth? I am. I am local here in Fort Worth. Um, I only do telehealth sessions. Um, yeah, I just, I just find that works better with my schedule. Uh, right now, I'm only seeing people in the evening. Um, but, you know, as I, you know, um, I don't know, sometime in lo- like the next six months or so, I'm thinking I might... Um, do it more, you know, more full time in order to like grow my private practice. Um, another thing for you, since you're doing teleserve, mm-hmm. can you work with people in other states anywhere? Um, I cannot because I'm only licensed in the state of Texas. Okay. So mm-hmm. that's another thing. If you do telehealth, make sure that your therapist is licensed in the state where you live. Or or put a big picture of beef behind you so they don't question where you're at. <laughs> right? Uh, well, the well, no, I was looking at it so we could send her out to more people. Yeah. No, no, yeah. I know. Well, no, the interesting so we thing want about you to it, grow. though, thank you. And help us grow. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> I can actually be physically elsewhere. I don't have to, excuse me, I don't have to physically be in the state of Texas, but my client has to be. I got you. So, mm. yeah, one of the things I'm yeah, thinking we about We got to get doing, it the other way around. Oh, yeah. One of the things I'm thinking about doing is actually uh, getting like an RV and, you know, sort of tra- doing some travel and just doing telehealth with Texans as I'm traveling. That is amazing. And once again, we appreciate you joining us today. This has been a very insightful, this very is a show. educational. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Good debate anyway. Oh, it's fine. Oh, man. <laughs> Y'all bring up Trump, man. You already know this was going to happen. Trump, that's his boy. That's, that's, that's my his. boy. Yeah, he loves Trump. I don't Trump. care how he feel about me. I like Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a libertarian, so I hate you all. Yeah. Um, I don't hate you I'm just playing. But once again, thank you for joining us. And for everyone, this is licensed professional counselor Mary Susan Lyons. You can find her on Psychology Today. And are there other places that we can find you? Again, just mainly uh, Psychology Today, yeah, is the best place to find me. Awesome. So check her out and check us out, the Gen X Talk podcast. And we'll have it posted too. Yes, we'll have all of your yeah. links and all of your contact information. So anyone who'd like to get in touch with Susan will be able to. And um, hopefully she'll be able to help some of you guys out. Um, right. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks for everyone who took the time to comment and let us invade your personal space. And 
If you enjoy our content, um, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Spotify if you want the audio version or Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're everywhere, guys. So until next time, (laughs) bye.